Hey everyone, welcome back to Inside Out. And on today's episode, firstly, I can simply not tell you how excited and nervous I am for this. She oh. has been my idol for as long as I can remember. And I might just as well mention this. It's been, I think, um, just a little less than a decade that she moved uh, moved out of the school that I study in. But I can assure you, till today, there are people who haven't met, seen or even interacted with her. And yet, they talk about this phenomenon of a personality and people's eyes light up when they hear Rashmi. And um, I like to say she has a flock of birds worth of feathers in her cap and she adorns each with great aplomb. She's an alumnus of IIT, holds an admit to MIT, currently works at McKinsey & Company, a recipient of the National Child Award for Exceptional Achievement in Bharatanatyam and Academics, presented by the President of India, and the list goes on. And you know what? I can guarantee you, she's got a heart that's so much more than all of this. She's humble, grounded, and that can only mean Rashmi. So thank you, Rashmi, for speaking with me. Thank you so much, Vibha, for having me. And first of all, thank you for that amazing introduction. I can only hope to live up to that. And uh, super excited to be here. Um, wouldn't want to be interviewed by anyone else. How sweet. I'm super <laughs> delighted as well. Yeah. So um, maybe firstly, I wanted to um, ask you, my first question would be about the theme that we've chosen for um, this episode. And uh -huh. you involve yourself in so many types of activities, right? And I get instantly reminded of um, Howard Gardner's MI theory, multiple intelligences theory, where okay. he talks about, you know, the eight classifications of human intelligence, some of them being um, interpersonal, linguistic, bodily, kinesthetic, musical, etc. How important do you feel, you know, this exposure to the various fields that you've had has impacted, say, your overall personality? Um, okay. So, I mean, you and I went to the same school, right? We went to Gear, yes. where one of the foundational principles was uh, the multiple intelligences theory. Right. So, a lot of uh, activities of the school were based around that. Um, but taking a step back, yeah, growing up, there, I think there are two big influences in a child's life. Uh, parents and family and uh, the school. Right. So, Starting with school, I think um, I can think of two strong memories that stand out. Um, one is, so there's this annual exhibition called the Multiple Intelligences Exhibition, and the theme, again, is MI. And uh, I think in first grade, we had one room for each of the eight intelligences, right? Okay. Which, like you said, interpersonal, intrapersonal math, uh, logical, spatial, right. bodily, kinesthetic, and so on. And I remember, even at that age, I was thinking, wow, the the amount of room, space, and importance given to math logical is kind of equal to something else like spatial, visual thinking, Absolutely. which I was I was in that room in first grade, I remember, mm -hmm. and uh, in interpersonal and so on. So I think that was a revelation right then that, you know, especially in this theory, kind of your entire academic system falls under, under just one of those intelligences, and there's so much more um, beyond that. Um, and the other um, distinct memory I have is much later, I think uh, in eighth grade or something, the 
our school principal Srinivasan sir. He during assembly he asked us what intelligence we think is the most important, and one by one, like people were raising their hands and listing out, you know, um, each and every one of the intelligence. And the last he said no for every one of them, and the last one was uh, intrapersonal. That was the only one that was left. And I remember the entire. Uh, student body or like 500 people were stunned that our principal thought that intrapersonal was the most important intelligence okay uh, not not the others and i think over the years i'm starting to realize that um, i mean yeah that makes sense this this just you the relationship you have with yourself is so important mm-hmm. it kind of drives um, the rest of the intelligence so so yeah never was were we told that math is the most important or you know your academic or analytical mm-hmm. abilities so holistic development was what was kind of highlighted in school or emphasized mm-hmm. um as as far as my parents were concerned they were aligned with this ideology mm-hmm. they right from childhood they stressed that not not a single exam before 10th grade is ever counted like no one in your life is going to ask you your grades um for an exam before 10th grade so there's no point stressing about that yeah. uh, they wanted me to develop holistically and 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 yeah they enrolled me in every activity that i expressed interest in there was a time in ninth grade i think where mm-hmm. i still remember i was doing uh, yoga class thrice a week dance class twice a week music class twice a week basketball <laughs> twice a week abacus twice a week and art class twice a week i mean wow like, <laughs> at this yeah i think i was uh, I, abacus and art kind of got over and i was getting into basketball at the time but like in okay. in that intersection period that was my schedule and i'm not sure if a lot of parents would be chill with that yeah um, <laughs> um, um so yeah i mean it's not that they didn't value academics it's True. just that they didn't uh, give an undue importance to grades uh, so absolutely so yeah as long as your understanding was uh, good enough uh, yeah and they also said it's important to study at the right time hmm. like there is a time to study like when when you're doing your higher education or whatever There's a period of time where you have to kind of uh, grit your teeth and study, and that's when you should be doing it, not burning yourself out um, when when you shouldn't be. Um, right. So yeah, and and also to add to that, there have been a lot of studies, right, done by Harvard and and the like on on what constitutes success in the long term. Not constitutes what what creates success in the long term. Sure. And they found that actually among graduates of the same university. there was no correlation between grades and success but there was oh, okay. a correlation between communication skills and success so, oh wow so what okay. that that is i guess linguistic and interpersonal right hmm. um, yeah and there's also a very famous study uh, i think again by harvard that showed that the the longest lives and i think happiness is correlated with uh, with the the strength of your relationships and having fulfilling relationships as you grow older Uh, right. so, and friendships so right. so yeah i mean that's interpersonal again yeah um, yeah yeah but as you get older you kind of tie it all back to yeah. <laughs> the multiple intelligence yeah yeah right i mean yeah that was nice so but this brings me to um, a question that i've had uh, forever almost and more so after okay. having met you recently in fact Um okay. you've been a recipient of several awards and from you know even the highest authorities as the president of India as well. I always wonder with so much recognition and attention 
how do you manage to stay so unaffected by it all like if i may you know give an example like recently i met you after a very long time and i had built up this image of you and you know all of your incredible achievements but when i did come to speak to you not for a minuscule of a second did i feel like i was talking to someone who is so accomplished i really want to know where you get that okay. from and or if it's been more of a conscious effort okay this is an interesting question um i think first and foremost i i've also kind of grown up uh, worshiping some of my idols and so on and i always re- knew that i liked them better when they were um simple and and grounded sure. i guess so that's just one thing at the back of my mind um but <laughs> seriously every accomplishment um i would just br- brush off as luck and and seriously not just uh, not kidding but okay but for example in in high school i i topped the standardized test asset right i, I topped the country for that test wow and and until and i didn't believe it like i was sure that it was a mistake and until i cross verified <laughs> every <laughs> every question uh, sorry every answer that i'd marked on my question papers with right. with the answer on the diagnostic like they will tell you what answers you marked so yeah. until i cross checked that it was all the same only then <laughs> did i convince myself that yeah wow I okay this is i thought it was a mistake <laughs> um but okay. but yeah it's i think over time yes that you're right that there, there has been a record that's been built that that does um speak for itself but yeah. um but i think each step of the way i didn't either take myself too seriously or beat myself up um and and as far as those those awards that you're talking about that i got in school right like yeah. uh, the national child award for exceptional achievement which i got from the president of india and uh, and balsh the national balshri honor for bharatnatyam yes. uh, yes. i i did i did get covered in the media i was interviewed a bunch of times and that there was a lot of attention and uh, recognition but i realized quickly that there is a world of difference between success as a kid and success for an adult um which is mm. because the standard for children in general is much lower so, so i mean yeah. if you look at child actors or yes yes or in any field i guess because if cuz it it depends on the little head start that you have and sometimes it's parental interest as well hmm. okay but as you get older right the the field um becomes much larger people um catch up and right. and so i decided that i wanted my biggest accomplishment or you know whatever it is in life to be ahead of me and not behind so so i do want to look forward i don't want to rest on my laurels and 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 i think that also keeps me uh when looking looking forward rather than back right uh, does does help um and and to add to that even most organizations the university and the scholarship uh only care about things that you've been up to for the last couple of years so True. so even if you're applying for a masters program they only care about what you've done uh during your your bachelor's right mm. so maybe a little bit of your overall um like entire history but mainly the last couple of years they they want to be current so 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 knowing that also um sure kind of makes me focus on the present um and yeah i think over time i've had the good fortune to be exposed to a bunch of really talented and highly motivated people in in both dance as well as academic so dance right. class i 
uh, I've been with uh, some really uh, amazing gurus and they had students that were so dedicated, passionate and amazing that, um, you know, in their presence, you kind of learn from them and, and, yeah. and inspired, be inspired by them. So that's, that's also helped even even at IIT there are a lot of smart people so yeah yeah I mean that's um, really interesting yeah yeah oh and and another thing um sure. I was updating my CV recently because I had to for something and I realized that a lot of the, the points on there are from a second or a third attempt I only know all the different oh. times yeah that the things have not gone right or I have not made it or failed, if you will. Um, so yeah, knowing that from my perspective, hmm. knowing the full picture, um, right. yeah, that helps as well. Yeah, but, I mean, but what thank a com- you for <laughs> thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. What a comprehensive answer. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. I mean, um, now there's this theory. I'm sure you've heard of it that you know every child or even every human is a born genius. And mm-hmm. genius in its true sense, really, which means to have the ability to give birth or give rise to happiness or joy. But okay. then there are strong forces or barriers at maybe home, um, school, or even within the broader culture that kind of slump or like stifle these genius qualities in them. How do you think okay. um, your home, the school that you have been to, I know you've spoken briefly about that. And okay. even the larger environment that you have engaged in has, say, augmented your ability to um, awaken the little inner genius in you. Okay. Um, so I think there are two parts to this question, right? First, right. Um, uh, about the whole genius idea and uh, do I think everyone is born a genius and, hmm. and what I think about it. The second would be about um, my own personal experience. With sure. The institutions, right, and the the community and their stifling or not stifling of yeah. these qualities. Um, okay, so the first part, I I don't actually fully agree. Of course, of course I'm not a, a an authority on this. It's just my personal opinion. Sure. Um, I do think genius is a combination of nature and nurture. Lovely. Yeah. Um, but but that being said, nature is limited, but nurture is unlimited. So. So nurture can overpower nature. Hmm. So, so in a sense, I guess I am agreeing that there is potential in each and every individual to do anything. True. Just because nurture does overpower nature, but but genius, the, the that that genius uh, theory kind of says that everyone is born a genius. So I'm not completely sure where I stand. It's a spectrum, but I'm somewhere in between. Okay. Um, uh, and and they also, I think this is part of the genius, uh, I don't know, theory whatever it's called, hmm. uh, that if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will yeah. live its whole life believing that it's stupid. Yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah, that's true. Each I mean, Individuals are talented in different ways. Uh, I, but I think more than what you're naturally born with, it's important to pursue what you're interested in. Hmm. Um, because, because passion and and uh, drive can actually take you a long way further than uh, innate abilities. Um, that being said, I, I did, in my personal experience, I've had a whole bunch of institutional uh, support, uh, both from my parents as well as 
uh, school and teachers outside of school um, who've not again judged me by a very a single yardstick. Does that make sense? You know. Yeah, yeah. So okay. So to elaborate on that, in school, for example, we were given validation uh, for accomplishments in. in a wide range of fields i remember um i think i was on a school basketball team and we went to the south zone regional hmm. we didn't win or anything but when we came back um we were called on stage during assembly to talk about our experience and right. and this did two things right one it it validates uh, those who 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 did uh, pursue that hmm. but, you know sport is important and we value you for that and two it also help the juniors kind of understand all of the different opportunities and areas where they can excel absolutely so or they can i mean you don't have to excel but you can pursue right hmm. so so i think that was pretty amazing just that that I even knew or i was aware at a young age that there was so many different um fields and opportunities and it didn't have to be um single this or single, that kind of situation yeah yeah or or a single path yeah right. so So yeah and and as far as my parents are concerned there's no two ways about it they were just so so supportive uh, for example my mom would drive me 17 kilometers one way through bangalore traffic to attend classes with uh, my gurus in bangalore hanumati wow. ma'am and sheila chandrashekar yeah so this was like sajapur road to uh janagar oh my and, god okay and uh, <laughs> yeah and and of course for every competition workshop you're always uh, supporting me um especially my mom True. who would actually do the driving to and fro and so on um and also for two years when i like put aside everything else and studied single mindedly for je hmm. then then yeah the whole family had to sacrifice because i was always studying i wasn't present they couldn't plan holidays and and so on and they uh, they did have to constantly encourage and motivate me um right so yeah i've i've been lucky to have uh, support from all of these areas awesome i hope that answers the question yeah absolutely okay <laughs> i now want to come to um, something related to maybe a little further ahead in your education from maybe um, after school and things like that you've had a very prolific education after school right i mean um you interact with as they say creme de la creme of people owing to that education so how much do you think um, keeping good company with people as passionate or as good as you has been important um okay okay um yeah so i actually didn't realize how um similar and how like you said creme de la creme the people were at my uh at university until i did an exchange semester in singapore hmm uh, i spent yeah about four months there at ntu meeting exchange students from not just asia but like across the world europe us and, and they had I think their overall strength was about 10000 people and there were 1000 exchange students something like that okay. so a huge number of uh, right. diverse people and and i realized that um, like i met some europeans who were so passionate about travel and that was a huge priority for them and people were just so different from me but still had similar goals and ambitions 
So that's when I realized that in inside IIT, everyone's kind of been through the 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 JE, and we in fact we refer to it as a factory, the coaching that you go through before you <laughs> enter JE. We, we ask like, what factory are you from? <laughs> um, uh, but no, I mean, with all due respect to coaching sure. centers, I've actually learned a lot while I was there. Um, so yeah, I think even during coaching, there were some of the smartest people in Bangalore, and then when I went to IIT, there were Again, by smart, I'm talking um, science and math smart. Yes. But but yeah. Uh, so there are pros and cons to it, right? There's there's the what some of the pros are just that you are they say you're the average of the top five people you hang out with the most. Hmm. So so yeah, it really brings you up if you if you're interacting with people that are better than you, smarter than you. They pull they can pull you up. It's possible. Um, and uh, what else? Yeah, it also kind of keeps you grounded. Sure. So you don't, uh, it, it prevents you from thinking you're too smart. Right. Um, but the cons are that you can lose your grip on reality, especially if you start comparing. Right? Yeah. So even for these, these five, you know, five people you hang out with the most to, to help you become the average of, of them, you kind of have to put away this lens of comparison or competing with them. Sure. Uh, and instead of instead of being competitive, you should be inspired, I guess. So yeah. that's something I'm lucky that I realized quickly that it won't work if you if you compete with especially a friend. So um, so yeah, I would say if if you have the option, at least um, go for it. It's, it it really does uh, help you push yourself and and and. Yeah, it's helped me for sure. Even in dance, yeah, I've yeah. improved uh, a lot by, first of all, being in the presence of those guys. Because a lot of them are so passionate and dedicated. Um, so one is just being inspired by some of their attitude and those qualities. True. But but also just observing them closely when they dance. And I'm talking about my dance peers, my classmates, and, and also uh, performers that I look up to. Um, yeah, and, and I think in, in not totally related to the question, but in life, I have this belief that there's something you can learn from everyone. And I mean everyone. Yeah. Uh, generally, there's a very strong uh, learning that can happen if you allow yourself to, to be open. Absolutely. Uh, and see their good quality. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with you completely. <laughs> so um, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I think um, one of the more underrated aspects to um, to life and success, if you will, is um, to maybe think and work smart. And okay. while there is working hard, there is also thinking and working smart, right? So. Uh-huh. And uh, maybe could you explain some of your learnings to be able to do that well? Um, yeah, sure. Okay, so unpopular opinion, but I love self-help books. And I get a lot of flack. I do too. Them. I mean, you I do? didn't know oh this God. about you, but I do too. Oh, awesome. Uh, which ones do you like best? Um, now, I don't think I can heard. start naming um, that that's going to be a long list, but okay. no, okay. generally anything. Yeah. yeah, me too. I love nonfiction and, and self-help books in particular. Sure. And among self-help books, I feel like the one that's changed my life the most would be 
the seven habits of highly effective teenagers. Stephen Covey. Yes. I have yeah, that book so in front of me in, right now. Oh my god. Yes, literally uh, in front of me. We're vibing so hard. Um, yeah. Okay, so, go on, so there's sorry, a yeah. habits of highly effective people and there's habits of highely effective teenagers. I right. read the latter when I was quite young. Hmm. Uh, in fact, I think I've I've bought that book multiple times just cuz I mean in air, at airports and stuff. Yeah. So uh, yeah, what were we talking about? Um, um uh, thinking and working smart. smart. <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah, I just love the various concepts that um that the author brings forth. The seven pillars. I won't sure. go into them in detail. Yeah, yeah. But um let's see. Synergi- synergy is one yes. of them. Um and I think proactive. Yeah, being proactive. Yes. Um yeah, but for talking about synergy, there's there's this idea about mentorship hmm. that that again I've seen is can be very effective, right? Which is that people have already been there, done that. If you can connect with them, reach out sure. to them, ask them for advice, and and what ends up happening is they through through the hard way, they've probably figured out some um, uh, tips and tricks or just secrets of the trade, whatever you'd like to call it. And and also people love giving free advice. Hmm. So <laughs> so I. <laughs> Um, a lot of times when I've had to, um, when I've had a goal, I would reach out to people who've already done it and ask them for, for either their story or advice. And, and that's helped me. And I've noticed that they have a level of perspective that's quite, um, quite different. You can't get from the outside. It only comes from me, like someone who's literally been through it. Um, so like an insider's view. That's one, um. Way to work smart, I guess. Yeah. And um, um, let's see. Oh yeah, time management. I would say a, a paradigm shift that I had was that time comes in in slivers, not chunks. Right. So yeah, <laughs> one of my uh, coaching teachers told us that uh, if you set your study time as you know. 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. or 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Very, you know, round and specific. And then, and then wait for the clock to turn, like hit five before you start. You're actually losing out a lot of time. True. Whereas, um, yeah, there, there are lots of small pockets of time you get over the course of the day. And when you add them up, it can actually be uh, quite a lot. You know, you sure. catch 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. Uh, especially if this is something like studying. I don't think the same thing would apply to dancing where you have to do it in one shot but even with that I would um I had this mirror in college at hostel I had this mirror outside my room mm-hmm. every time I passed it I would dance a little bit just five minutes okay. um yeah so I think uh, that helped and it was again this time management concept right. um oh yeah and and I interviewed a friend of mine who who super uh created balancing a bunch of things and he has a high GPA and he would never, I've written a Quora article about this as well. So he, he plays an hour of badminton every single day, even before an exam. So I consider him really wow. great at time management. So I took some advice from him and he, he said that uh, the way he deals with assignments hmm. is that he will do a very rough first cut the day he gets the assignment. And then okay. he'll do a final touch one day before it needs to be submitted. And, and for people who procrastinate, especially, 
yeah. I found this this to make a lot of sense because um yeah that's actually pretty smart yeah yeah so because you don't have the pressure of finishing it on the same day either you just mm. think let me look at it let me just get the ball rolling and then um and you also take off the pressure uh, or the stress of it kind of hanging down on you throughout the week or whatever the time period over which you have to do it right so i thought that was really cool um yeah and and also this other idea that i have about um it ain't over till it's over applied yes. to exams so so if you feel like you've wasted a lot of time and you're not well prepared enough one or two days of the exam instead mm-hmm. of losing hope if you if you can just um kind of feel like okay in this much time we'll maximize we'll do whatever we can it's not over until the exam right. happens so um Yeah, so those are just things I tell myself to feel better. Um, but nice. But they help, I suppose. Yeah. Lovely. But yeah, I think overall the key takeaway would be to read that book. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody read that it. book right now. I don't know yes. where you can get your hands on to that, but yeah. Yeah. And and the ideas are presented in in such a beautiful way with quotes, poems. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um now coming to um something that uh related to um setbacks i guess so this okay. journey of yours would you know certainly have not been you know a bed of roses at all times i'm sure you would have found uh-huh. some thorns in there right so how have yeah. you managed to say pull yourself together and maybe even come back with greater intensity so uh, maybe your learnings on the importance of and dealing with uh, for the lack of a better word failure Okay. Cool. So, um I think f- fundamentally just dwelling on failure is a bad idea. So, right. so that's something I try to implement. But yeah, the the importance of failure has not been um understressed in the world. Right? There's all of these uh, successful people constantly uh, repeating that failure is really important. All of the self-help uh, gurus are also highlighting the importance of failure. so right. so it can't be understressed but um yeah i i think the reason it's important is that it can be freeing yeah it can be a teacher and and most importantly it can help you make changes big changes in in life which don't generally happen without a push right right um it can be a catalyst in changing steering direction a little bit Yeah in oh, fact there is like um, resolutions whatever huh. yeah sorry okay. to cut you in fact there is this lovely quote that i read when you know life is like an arrow and when it's pulling uh-huh. you back it means that it's only going to launch you into greater things oh my god wow yeah so that's amazing i thought i just had to mention that go on sorry yeah yeah and and another of my favorite quotes is actually by jk rowling uh, during the harvard commencement speech that she gave right when she said rock bottom was a solid foundation on which she built her yeah, life absolutely wow yeah 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 so so yeah i mean it's important to okay ha huh, knowing that a lot of great things were accomplished by failing first is an important uh, step as well right sure um, all of the different times abraham lincoln lost election then uh, edison whatever try, trying a thousand times yeah i hope i'm getting that right but yeah <laughs> um 
yeah most people have failed before they succeeded so it's not such a big deal so giving mm-hmm. it too too much undue importance isn't good um but another way to look at it and this this is a strong memory from from a speech by manjul bhargava during um, one of the iit madras graduation day so he'd come down from uh, the us i think or canada and okay. he'd given a speech and he said that um, you only have to be right once yeah which is especially true with math i guess you need to kind of get, get that proof just one time doesn't matter how many different times you've tried and not gotten it just getting it once is enough to kind of um, sure to to be considered a success or to make it whatever it is so i think the same thing can be applied in a lot of places as well like i said in a lot of those accomplishments on my cv were second or third attempts but no one knows that i mean they do now mm, yeah <laughs> but, um yeah so only you have to be right that one time yeah yeah i mean uh, uh you brought up time management briefly but um huh? I'm I'm so I'm pretty certain since you've done so many things your life in your life and continue to do so prioritization would have certainly been a key aspect throughout right and uh-huh. there must have been some interesting anecdotes or experiences that you could perhaps share with us about prioritization <laughs> or time management in general Okay uh, give me a moment to think <laughs> Okay yeah so at at work recently I've so I work at McKinsey which is a management consulting firm and uh, the work involves continuous travel constantly through the week to different cities or even the same city which is not your home city um and that makes it really hard to attend our class yeah mm-hmm. so uh, I had a sabha program recently and I was working remotely which means I was in Chennai but mm-hmm. um I was still working something like 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and and I asked my manager when can you give me one and a half to two hours of time that I can you know do my rehearsals and he said I can make sure we don't have calls before 9 a.m. and I was like wow <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah exactly um, but yeah so leading up to the program I kind of negotiated coordinated with my teacher to have the rehearsals wrap up by 8:30. Wow, okay. And this was a one and a half hour show so pretty much two hours of rehearsal wrapping up by 8:30 so that I could um be ready at 9 a.m. for the check-in. Uh yeah, this is an extreme example, I suppose. Sure. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but on a I can on a day-to-day basis I can recall uh there was this time I went to Malaysia for an international arts festival. Mm-hmm. This was between KPPY round 1 and round 2. In okay. fact, when I was there, I found out that I'd been selected for the next round. And okay. yeah, every again, every free moment I got, there weren't many, but whenever I did get time, I was kind of studying for um, KBPY. Right. Um, I would. I remember I would carry this abacus and my uh, my abacus workbook okay. wherever I went okay. during the the time that I did the course, and my mom. My mom would always tell me, "Are you doing this to kind of show everyone that you're uh, doing abacus? Because I don't see you actually solving um, 
<laughs> this anywhere i would go carry it around everywhere but not really solve it but then i told her no i mean if i do get time i don't want to be stuck without without it uh, yeah without it without this to do um so yeah i think i convinced her <laughs> awesome <laughs> so um, um yeah. sorry you were saying something no okay pretty much it and i think one one fundamental principle of prioritization would be uh asking yourself if you weren't doing the, okay so say you have a personal passion and you mm-hmm. have uh, work or study or something that that's uh, long term that you have to do as well mm-hmm. um if you aren't doing your personal passion will you be using that time to do so called work or the reason you're thinking of quitting or not doing that Right. Uh, usually the answer is no no but the yeah. other way to put it would be if you were given 20% more time would you really be able to do uh, the thing that you don't have enough time to do and sure. usually the answer is is um, no yeah 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 absolutely so, so there is enough time they say there's enough time to do everything you want to do yeah <laughs> <laughs> touch wood so far that's the case sure So um I now just maybe do a quick fun exercise or something with you. So I'll okay. give you um one word and maybe you could uh-huh. um give a phrase or it could just be a couple of words or, uh, or you know a quick memory of you know um what you relate to when you hear the word. Okay. So, so the first thing fir- that comes to mind. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So the okay. first word goes um Bharatanatyam. Passion. nice <laughs> um education important okay travel fun okay um, fun but not too fun i guess yeah okay um work ethic okay the first thing that's coming to my mind is critical that's so sure. important but i've used important already is that okay Yeah, sure. Yeah. And or make or break, I guess. Yeah, okay. And the last one would be um aerospace. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those yes. were the questions I had, you know, thought of, but um before I conclude, I just have to say this first. I mean, it's been an absolute honor for me to do this with you because Let uh-huh. me tell you you yourself reminded me um recently of how yeah. we were seated adjacent to each other when i yeah. was as young as 6 or 7 in the first grade and yep. you had just you were much older and you had just become school captain at the time yeah. i think i was in 9th 9th right and yep. um and we would sit next to each other every morning in the assembly uh-huh. we had assembly yes. every day uh-huh. and i can only remember being so conscious and so intimidated by this gigantic personality that everyone would look oh at gosh. in awe <laughs> and but yeah i remember you very clearly you were my uh, little friend <laughs> and, and i we would, would have serious conversation i mean i would beam with pride amongst <laughs> other other friends of mine that are like i'm sitting next to rashmi <laughs> and yeah so for me today to have a conversation <laughs> to have a conversation but, like this but but to that point i remember when i was in first grade i was in complete uh, the school captain at that time her name was hema still remembered um, in the exact yeah. same way 
So <laughs> we have that in common. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's been far too special to do this. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you so much for having me on and for interviewing me and then being so so kind. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. With all these compliments. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.